Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone. I'm Scotty Conley, a.k.a. Scotty the Body, and this is the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. For the last 20 years, I've had some type of role in the skateboarding industry, including my time as a sponsored skater, many years working at Skate Park in Tampa, and my current job at the Border. So, in the midst of this current pandemic, I decided to start this podcast so I can catch up with some old friends I've met along the way, and we can talk about the past and present with highlights in my beloved hometown of Tampa, Florida. So sit back and enjoy. Rock the body, body, rock the body, body, rock the body, body, yes, 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 Capadonna out, all right, yes, the Border Podcast is back, summer is here, it's hot as hell in Florida, so it's time to get out the swimsuits and rock your body, body, rock your body, body, rock your body, body, yes, thank you to Capadonna for bringing me in to another episode of the Border Podcast. I am Scotty the Body, and I have a great guest lined up for today, but before we get into that, I just want to plug something. Uh, you guys know that I'm fully about supporting uh, the things I love and telling you guys what I'm into so you guys can go joy, join in the fun with me. You know I love professional wrestling, and uh Dude, this series on Vice Channel called Dark Side of the Ring is amazing. They just started season three. Um, these two guys are doing such a great job covering some of the more uh, controversial or forgotten behind the scenes stories of professional wrestling. Uh, the latest season has started off swinging, covering some of my childhood favorites like Brian Pillman and The Ultimate Warrior. And uh, dude, it's on Vice Network, but you can also check out the first two seasons on Hulu for great episodes on the Macho Man, uh, the killing of Bruiser Brody in Puerto Rico, uh, the death of Owen Hart, uh, the tragic story of Chris Benoit, and so, so much more. Um, it airs on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. on Vice. So last night I watched The Ultimate Warrior. It was awesome. And if you wanna see some great tales about some crazy characters in the bizarre world of professional wrestling and um, just a little bit of insight onto what makes me tick, go ahead and check out Dark Side of the Ring on the Vice Network. And dude, you won't regret it. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, the stories are amazing. Uh, the tales of just human, uh, just human interest stories, mainly with the background of professional wrestling to guide the stories. And they're really good. But uh, without further ado, let's bring in today's guest. I'm so happy because I haven't seen him in seriously over 10 years. Um, I met him a very long time ago when he just randomly walked into the skate park of Tampa and asked for a job. Uh, we then worked many a Sunday mornings together in the shop before he moved on to other jobs in the industry. Uh, he's put in time at Dwindle Distribution, uh, has contributed to all the major magazines, 
He has shot for the Maloof Money Cup during the Maloof Brothers' brief time in uh, the skate contest world. And while all that was going on, he was going to college, creating a curriculum for skate education on the collegiate level, which just blows my mind. Um, he recently got a PhD from the University of Southern California in a field that he created, right? Yeah. All right. So I originally wanted to get him as a guest on the podcast to discuss his uh, contributions as the guest editor of the Skateism magazine. And uh, dude, that's why I originally wanted to get him on. And it's been a long journey to get him here. Um, and dude, he has lived around the world. And his journey through life has brought him right back here to Tampa, where he will be chilling for the next couple months. So in a rare episode where the guest is actually sitting right next to me, let's give a warm one-man clapping welcome to Dr. Neftali Williams. Uh, Neftali, dude, how have you been? Welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, thank you very much. First of all, I just want to say, like, it is amazing to be home in Tampa. Yes. Um, it's uh, as soon as I knew I was going to be here for a little bit, just to be able to touch base with you guys is just, you know, it does my heart good. I learned so much being here. And uh, as you said, when I first first showed up, I was just looking for a job and um, I didn't know I was going to find a home. So I really like just appreciate the love that I got from Skate Park in Tampa and the border at that time. Like that was just our love and our work together. And, um, you know, it's just there's been so much, so much that's going on. I'm so proud of you guys, you know, that you got the podcast, uh, the, the podcast, <laughs> you know, and, and just the, the work that's going on. So it's, it's just nice to be home. I do have to say one thing. My, I taught at the University of Southern California. That's still where I'm at. But my PhD is from the University of Waikato in New Zealand. And oh, that, goes, that wow. goes right to what Scotty was saying is like being around the world. So I was doing both things, teaching and doing stuff in, in USC doing the PhD in New Zealand, going back and forth between it, and now I'm back home at, at USC as well. Well, so you, you can, it's easily confusable. Yes, yes, very much. <laughs> but uh, be, before we get into the meat and potatoes of all of that, who is your favorite professional wrestler? Oh, I love that you just said this because um, I, when you said the Ultimate Warrior and just thinking about that, that like Ultimate Warrior was amazing. And um, just, that clip you ran like Owen Hart, what happened? All of a sudden I had all these questions. I was like, oh, I forgot. I just love wrestling. Watching yeah. That. I watched that all the time with my younger brother. And, and uh, But I'd say Ultimate Warrior for sure. Or, or the Macho Man, Reed, well, it's dude, still a win. You, you would definitely enjoy Dark Side of the Ring. They're all like stories from your time, from definitely yeah. your time as a fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like the, the blurring the lines between you know, what's wrestling and what's reality yes, and just with yes. uh, like Macho Man's whole marriage to Miss Elizabeth yeah, and just how like, uh, like it was crazy. Like they were, they were divorced in real life, but they were still married in the wrestling world. And then all the other types of crazy stuff happened. And dude, like these, these stories that they tell are just amazing, but we're not that here to talk. No, we're not, we're not here to talk about professional wrestling. Yeah. Um, no, I love it. I love dude, it. first off, it took so much patience and uh, rescheduling and scheduling to yes. get you here. Yes, yes. Uh, Sorry about that. It's all right, man. Barriers constantly yeah. were put in between us, other meetings, other work. I didn't realize exactly how busy you were and all the different organizations you were contributing to and all the different people that you work with. So I definitely 
respected it and took my place at the bottom of the list. No, hey, not and, the uh, bottom of the list. <laughs> first in my heart, this is home. So, so yes. that was just, those are just work-related things. But Dude, it's, it's all good. Yeah. And, and it's um, our skate family. Like, all the work is our skate family. So everything, every aspect of our lives. Well, and, and, and not only that, but it just gave us uh, time to, like, let the, the issues that you brought up in the Skaters and Mag kind of to, like, marinate and see like how things have changed since November, since when the magazine dropped. And it's crazy to hear, like to, to read those interviews and have like, it came out in November. So the interviews were probably in like August or September, yes. maybe even July of 2020 yeah. when, sh when shit was so brand new with, with COVID and uh, with like, but you know, BLM. Cause like we are now at the one year anniversary of, you know, the George Floyd incident. And um, just I'm glad to be doing this one right now, too. dude. Just um, so to hear what people thought about it, like the day after it happened, yeah, and then you know, two months after it happened, and then just to have that magazine in your hand to to read about what people were thinking of, like, yeah, right when that was going to just you know, it's different moments of time, and everybody felt different, like, yes, month to month, it was so like you know, because there were people changing sides and people yeah. figuring yeah. out that they were been wrong their whole life and like um it was a moment of just growth. people learning things and learning things about themselves and learning things about the guy that lives next door who may you know like you don't you don't know that guy's story mm -hmm. and now everybody i think is paying so much more attention to what like you know like this is what i went through and i can never change what i went through but i can maybe change the way i understand the world because of what you went through yeah and uh i no, i agree with you i think that that's that's where we are right now is people are, I, I guess what I always want is for people to recognize each other's humanity. Okay. And if you can do that, then it's, it's, I know that it's hard, but to just take yourself sort of out of the equation for a moment to, to, to understand that everyone has not lived the same life as you. And when people are telling you in ways that they've been marginalized or that they feel marginalized, that we just be open to understanding that, you know, that those are real things. They're real, real feelings, and and uh, you know we had spoke spoke earlier, just thinking through the difference between like debate and dialogue, right? Debate always makes it seem like there needs to be a winner that we have to debate, and the, the when the time is over, that's the winner, that's who said the most important thing, or that's the person who got their punch in. And a dialogue is not that. A dialogue is what we're doing now. A dialogue is what we should be doing because we're trying to learn from each other. If you're if if you are honestly attempting to learn from someone else, and that's that's what that's about. It's we we don't all have all the and, uh, just the word debate just is like combative. Yes, yeah. Like so, you automatically feel like like I have to win this. Yeah, I gotta knuckle up. I and then like up. if if you can't like verbally own the other person, you have you have not only have you failed, but you failed like your whole side and everybody that believes the same way that you do, but because you couldn't like win a little verbal. Yeah. But when in reality, if we just kind of like not even look at it like that and really just like talk. Yes. Yeah. And, no, 100 percent. But like, like I said, I tried to get you on for a long time, but it doesn't really matter because I feel like this would be like almost the same conversation. Yes. Um, the topics uh, went that were discussed in the magazine are still very topical. Um, it's still the same issues we're dealing with in the world. Yeah. And uh, we are going to talk a lot about uh, Skateism magazine 
and it's from Europe, right? It's from Greece. Yes, yes it's from Greece. And so you lived there for a little bit. I, well, I would, yes, I was in Europe. I was in the Netherlands. And All right. I, and I got to go to Greece and actually meet um, the team that's over there, Dania and Mox. So shout, okay. out, shout out to them for putting a great magazine together and letting me have the platform to, to speak to, to so many different skaters and so many different timelines and, and history that's our history. Yeah. So it was just, you know, I, I appreciate it. And they have a new issue out that I should just to tell you too is the new issue is focused on mental health. Okay. And that's something just like we're looking at issues of race in the world, looking at our mental health through COVID, our mental health through all of the changes that we've been going through. And it's a really, really great issue. And, and uh, CU's in that as well. Brandon Turner's in that. There's a lot of like great people. And I just have to shout out the magazine for being progressive yeah. and trying to, to, to try, I guess, to really think about skateboarders as whole human beings. Yeah. And, um, like I want to say maybe last year they did like that. Did they do like the LGBTQ yes, yes. issue? And that's, and, 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 focus on that. and I, I came across an issue with that too. And read like, cause like Brian Anderson yes, and like, dude, I'm amazing. Like I love Brian Anderson, yeah. man. Like I'm, I've, I've, that's another dude that I've been busting my ass off to get as a guest on here. And something always gets in the way. Brian, you're up next. But dude, he promised me he'd do it at some point. Nice. So we're going to have a future Brian Anderson episode to look forward to. And um, we're going to, get into all that stuff skatism related and we're going to get into uh you know the, the the issues man the straight issues that we've been talking about but first uh we're gonna peel a few layers back um on neftali and see how he became the man he is how he ended up in tampa working with me at the skate park but before we go down that rabbit hole i want to remind all of you out there about the locker room app uh it's a free live audio only sports talk platform that I've been having loads of fun on with multiple sports and team specific chat rooms to join and get in on the verbal chess games as you hash it out with other sports fans from around the world. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, uh, post game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news. I set up my profile. I found some wrestling fans. We talked for a bit. We laughed. We cried. We really argued. And now I want to hit a stranger with a steel chair. So all you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Border Podcast group. You can follow me, Body Crons, and you will be notified when I open a room. And join me on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern as I watch and talk about AEW Dynamite Pro Wrestling. So join me on the Locker Room app and get in on the conversation for a chance to be featured in an ad on the Border Podcast. And one more time, that is the free, fun-to-use Locker Room app. Download and get in on the debate today. Back to my man, Neftali. So where, where, where actually did you grow up and get into skateboarding? So for me, You're I was, like an East Coast guy, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so I always like, again, love being in Tampa and I've always had, um, you know, my heart's in the East Coast because that's where I'm from. I'm from Massachusetts. And um, just like we know that it's the New England Patriots, right? That's the whole region. And I remember Clements <laughs> used to pick on me all the time. He goes, I don't know if I can trust a spot that won't claim a whole city. It's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole region. But, you know, the joke was always like, it's such a small area. Like, hey, it's, you know, we've got Rhode Island, we've well, got Maine, Vermont. Like, but that's how I felt. It's like, yeah, we're like New England. New, we are New all England. of New England, like, fits into half of Florida. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so for me, you know, that's that's how I got started and, and you know people have asked for a long time like we're always thinking about academia or or you know moving in this direction and the, the answer is no I was always just thinking about skateboarding and having a great time but as 
as time went on, I kind of reflect that those early days in skateboarding for me is the first time that kids from every background were like doing an activity together. Yeah. And that hadn't happened. Like the city I'm from originally from Springfield, Massachusetts. Okay. And I'll give a shout out to like to Manny Santiago being from Lowell Mass. All right. David Bikinski, everybody that's yeah. back, back in that. I can do some shout outs to Connecticut if Alexis Sablone wants to get in on this. But like this is a region, right? Shout out but, my dude Willie Akers yeah, in Delaware. There we go. We can throw in Jamal Williams. Yeah. Of course, of course, of course, Charlie Wilkins, kind of on then, but I'll stop it right there. <laughs> but uh but like it was seeing the I, first oh, I had a Panama Dan Nation board. Oh, it was like one of my first boards. Nice. Oh, then, uh, I'm glad we could do that. Panama Dan, that's, that's for you. This will definitely get get picked up. But uh for me, it was seeing that that was the first time that everybody was together. And I, I will say this: I grew up lucky because you know, white kids, black kids, Asians, Asian kids, you know, Latinx kids, like everyone was together skating. Yeah. And it was so new that like nobody, you know. As a scholar, like now I understand it, but then you don't know it's because it's so new, nobody has all the answers. Yeah. So you just do it together and everyone else is like, you know, not a skater. Yeah. And, and if you want to think about it, man, going into like other sports and, and youth sports, all of that stuff is separated by neighborhoods. Yeah. So yes. like youth sports is still very like segregated. Yes. Very and much, uh, very much like so. you will have stories of like, you know, kids lying about their address to get on yes. a, to get to get on a different team. And like, uh, you know, like, um, I remember in, in high school, I'd use my grandparents' address wow. to go to, to, cause they redrew the district lines and I, and I would have spent like, I spent my first two years at one high school and I would have spent my second two years at a different one. Wow. So I, we like, you got to use, use my, my, system. my, use my grandma's address and, and I stayed at my same high school. So uh, like, see. it's just, it's crazy. Cause you're right, man. Skateboarding, like there's no one meetup spot like one time we might be meeting up at this guy's house yeah. over here but then next time you like you're meeting up in the hood at yeah at other yeah, homies house but you the only reason you know the homie in the hood is because you met at the skate park yes. and then but dude it's all like yeah it's, it's like the start yes. of, it's the start of it's the start of our family right and so yeah. i always look at like those moments i can look back at them now as i was lucky enough to experience that and i just want to say um you know i work with with uh, skater stand as well and um, I was yes. in Cambodia, you know, with them before. And um, someone had asked me, they're like, Naftali, why, why do you not like, I guess, why were you never tripping about like women skating? And I was like, oh, well, I grew up with women skating. So, you know, like Ellen, you know, we had our crew. I just will never forget skating with Ellen more than I almost skated with anyone else. And so I realize now how lucky I was to be in that group with so many people and having a female skater at the time. And so that always seemed natural to me. And I will say, when I switched from being in Massachusetts and coming down to Florida and being with being with everybody here, you know, Alyssa came out of here, right? Yeah. Like like Alyssa, Alyssa Steamer, for those who don't know, like she was here. And I that seemed it's, it seemed normal to me. Like, of course, there weren't a million females that were skating, but like it, nobody was excluded in my head. Yeah. And so it was nice to see that here and, and just uh that's something I've kept with me my whole, you know, my whole time of like, this can be good for, for everybody. Okay. So uh, what originally actually brought you down to Tampa? Was it college? No. So that was before I was thinking about college and that was, 
Betsy, ex-girlfriend long past. Okay. But, uh, but she, she was going to school. And at that time, I didn't think I needed to go to school. I was just really focused on skateboarding. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and working here. And, and you were doing a lot of music at the time, too. Yes, well. I was working on a lot of music yeah. and then spending my time, you know, like, like most people during that time, it's like you're working a retail job. You think you're all right. And then I will say I lucked out because the staff that I had, we're all going to school here. They were going to like USF and they like, they're all here. Yeah. And they were saying like, Hey man, why are you truthfully, why are you being with the old guys? You should be in school with us. Like, like this doesn't make sense. You're like school is good. And it really switched over time where I was like, huh, maybe there is something to school. And that, that just, it put that, it, it put that notion in my head that there was something there. And then just super fast forward to just go, during my undergrad, because I was, did my undergrad at University of Southern California. Okay. So at USC, uh, before I got my master's, I was looking at public diplomacy. And public diplomacy is really like, as opposed to debate, finding these ways where we can have a dialogue between, on, on, a, on a grander scale, between different publics. It might be the nation of, you know, like, let's say it's Cambodia talking to the United States, but just trying to find mutual, mutual ground. Yeah. So what I saw in skateboarding was that we've been doing that forever. And something every skater will know is I thought about how we got to know about Brazil, how we got to know about skating about Europe. And that's something that's special that not every person in every activity gets to think of those communities as like, as their community yeah. or, want, or to want to go to Brazil or want to go to China. So that sort of continued to set me on that path. So that's a long answer, but that's all right. That's, that kept moving. Well, I remember you just kind of showed up to a skate park in Tampa one day. Yes, yes. And basically you said, Look, I'm a manager at Circuit City. Yes, yes. But yeah. I want to work in skateboarding. Yes. Like, can I can I please like work here one day? Yes. Pretty yeah. much. And uh, I think Clemens hired you on the spot yeah. and uh put you in the shop with me on Sunday mornings. And like, do you remember much Wait, from hey, these times? Hey, can I just say there was a test and I didn't know, and this is for everybody, whoever wants to come and work with the crew. Um, I didn't know that it was a test, but we went to skate the Bro Bowl and we went to skate, um, uh, what's the other spot that Miami spot, the ledge that goes into the bank. That's like kind of near the Bro Bowl. But my okay. proving ground yeah, was, yeah. was to be able to skate the skate the bowl okay. and also skate the ledge spot. And like Abdias was there, yep. Matt Giles. And I, I, I can say it, I did an inward heel flip tail slide on that down. And then I could also skate the Brook Bowl. And that's when Clements said like, hey, you're with us. We were testing you out to see if everybody liked you. And then also if you could skate. All so right. That was, that's legit. Well, I mean, you could definitely skate. Uh, you <laughs> you skated Tampa Am a couple times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Not my best friends. Yeah, I definitely freaked out, but I love No, nah, but you did it is. though. Yeah. yeah like yeah, we did yeah, it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So, uh, you know, you put in some time with me uh, on Sunday mornings. I learned yes, a lot. With the uh, kids and don't forget the pads and spraying Yep, the pads it was on. the 12, because Sunday morning was the 12 and under only yes. session. Full pads required, so yep. it was nothing but little kids. Yes. And uh, Lysol. Dude, spraying Lysol. Lysol, spraying down the pads, man. Yes. Yes. But um, That was amazing. Okay, so you said that you actually were not in college at the time you were here. Nope. You were just uh, like. Got inspired. Got, was, got inspired. Got sure. the spark. Okay, yeah. yes. And then, um, at, so. Then going to California. Then you go into California, start working at Dwindle. I, Dwindle, Dwindle, and uh, the, you know, there's a couple of skate brands at the time, but but that's when I really started um, working and freelancing for Transworld too. 
So that was okay. a really, really good time. It was like before Dwindle, working at Giant with Bod and Steve Douglas, who then go, went on to Dwindle. And, uh, you know, that's, that was my like, kind of first movement in the industry. And, um, and, you know, I just, things, things, really, things really came together. But I will say one his, historical piece is I'd done a skateboarding camp for kids and I got to do the a issue, a Black History Month issue for Strength Skateboarding Magazine. Okay. And it's hard to find, but Clyde got the cover. And so he knows because he always puts his puts it up on his Insta. And Dude, uh, that was a good magazine. It was amazing. Like I, I didn't get to experience much of it before no. it went out when I started skating, but I do remember like they were really starting to like put good content. I think they yes. were working like directly with Josh Stewart. Yes. So they had a lot of like static yep. related, yep. like Josh Stewart related content, which was like Florida. Yes. So I yes specifically like strength just because they were covering our scene and and they were covering josh who i backed just yeah. because i looked up to him at the skate park well same thing in new england in new york who weren't getting the same amount of love so that was just like they you know they let me write a piece for black history month and that also was like those are like little things that i didn't know at the time was like sparked me like getting to this this place now so i just you know just wanted to shot shout them out for, for those times. And that's, you know, that was just, that, that was the start of all, all of this. Okay. And then, so how does, how does the education begin for you? Uh, like okay. where, what got you like actually foot in the door? Where did you start? Like, yes. how do you start the process of, of, of getting, in academia? getting a PhD yeah. and then like you created, yeah, you like created true. your PhD, right? Yeah. Or, so, so yeah. So there's a couple, couple things. So, just going to, you know, back to my master's, like saying, hey, I understood that skateboarding culture was bringing us all together. And all of a sudden I realized like, well, the world has been trying to figure out how to bring us together, Yeah. right? So that made me focus on going ahead and getting my master's degree and the master's is before you do your PhD. And um, I started teaching and building my own curriculum at USC. Now I have to always, my hat's off to USC because they recognized that I was doing something special um and they always supported me yeah like that was like they you know i'm one of theirs and they supported me and created the space that when my master's was done or when i finished up for them to say hey being discussion about teaching my own class centered on skateboarding and action sports which has never been done before no you know? yeah. and to to make that be a reflection of like all of our histories and you know that that class and that curriculum was focused on i mean we talked about state nonprofits. it was focused on issues of gender focus on issues of race and specifically going what can people learn take away from skateboarding culture to create change in the rest of the world and then also for those who scotty just like us to go how how could you work it how do you actually work in the skateboarding industry or the action sports industry so i had people who were who were interested in you know every field where that doesn't normally happen right but i have the guests like i have guests who are steve van doren came to class yeah. Cullen from Adidas was in class. Sky Brown, who, you know, I just worked on a documentary with her yesterday. Oh, nice. Sky was there in class. And I mean, it was just uh, Cindy, you know, Cindy was there as well. So um, just so many great people. So it was a formula, or excuse me, it was a platform to get kids excited about school. Because as I said, originally I was not excited about college. Yeah. And once I was there, I realized that there's a real place for all skateboarders in, in, in higher ed. There really is everything you do, everything you've been involved in, you bring that to the university. And then you just kind of sort through of like, 
what's offered, what's here, and how does that fit like what I want to do with my life? Yeah. And and I get, I'm also on top of other uh, other academics and, and teachers and, and saying, hey, it's our job to make sure we're responsive to all the young people. Yeah. We need to create the space that they want to go to school. So I knew what it was like to not want to go to school and to see that shift and transition. So they that was the right home for me develop my class and then i also decided to go work on the phd and that's when i went to new zealand and went back and forth okay so um we're gonna sorry if that was too long no 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 no. it's uh this is a, it's a podcast you're yeah. supposed to fill time oh yeah and uh <laughs> say all the things they can't make it to print yeah there we go because yeah you have only so many pages to get that in because like all of your interviews were like this is condensed from four months of conversation yes yes and yes. and so yeah the, the podcast one hour let's we get, get it, it. Yeah, we can do it. it you can say whatever you yeah, want but um i wanted to talk a little bit more about the skateism oh, yeah. uh magazine because I, I i read through it this morning um just to because i wanted it to be fresh in my head yeah. like and if i would have read it when we originally yeah planned this you know they're you know they'd be great areas, but yeah but dude interviews with uh you know jamie reyes yes. sal um see you in there see you well. trend yes. my homie yes. um wait can i just say what made me the most excited is to be able to put samaria brevard on the cover and her to be able to to be able to put my sister on the cover of a magazine is one of the great joys of my life so i i just that was that was that was something that was monumental for me and and do dude that leads into exactly what i wanted to talk about because i met samaria mm -hmm. and kule oh really nice. in kimberly at the kimberly diamond cup no. when we were when we were there working in south africa no. so I've, I've i've been to that contest twice um did the local experience pet the lions yes did the jason rothmeyer nature nature hike tour yeah um yeah. you know did the locals the the local stuff i went to the promised land yeah the uh the, like one of the little townships on the outside of town and uh walked through there and just like went with a guide and he was just like yo bring like single candy wrapped candy and like a handful of like the smallest denomination coin you have and i had a handful of each and every single little kid like got a couple coins and a couple candies and and they were and everyone was so happy uh we met two guys in there immediately when we walked in because obviously like we're the two white we're the only two white guys and like you know, like a 20 mile, 30 mile, maybe 40 mile radius right there. And we, we walk in and people are just like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like two people, two young, like maybe 18, 19 year old kids walk up and, and immediately they're just like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. And we're like, we've traveled here from America. We're here for the skateboarding contest. Um, we want to see the real people and the real stuff of south africa we want to see this stuff not right? just not, not just the lions even though that's part and that's good yeah yeah, yeah. but like we want to see the real people and and we want to invite engage. you guys yeah. engage and we want to not only that but invite you guys to come yes. hang out at the contest yes and they immediately with smiles and they immediately were our best friends and they took us around the entire township and they were like, now we're going to go meet my aunt. Ah, so oh, good. do you want to meet my mom? Yeah. My mom's three houses down. Like, oh, let's go see my other friends. Oh, like, oh, we're going to go to this store. This is where I get my haircut. Need a haircut? Like, ah, I'm like, no, nah, I don't need a haircut right now. But, but like, thanks. Yeah. But yeah. thanks. Like, and then at the end, I was just like, do you guys need anything? Like, what yeah. can I get you guys? And they're just like, well, I was like, I'm going into the store. Like, and they're like, we want Coke. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. yeah, get us a Coke. And, yeah. I, and I gave them like 20 bucks. Yeah. 
And yeah. dude, it was like, they were amazing. Yeah. And so they were so nice. They were so welcoming. And um, well, you just reminded me, like you said, see, seeing Kula at the, at the, um, at the contest, excuse me, at the contest then, let me just give him a shout out as well. Um, because he is on his way to Rome, or excuse me, he's in Rome right now because he's competing for South Africa in the, the world finals. So he just texted me before I got here and said, hey, I'm in Rome and uh, I made it to the South African team. And so he's, he's nice. like, but there's only one spot for all of South Africa. So he's, that's a lot of pressure, but I said, Hey, no matter what, man, you're, you know, so is it down to him and then Vlamini, Vlamini? Yeah. Yep. Dude, yep. that's the homie too, yep. man. That dude's yep. cool as hell. Oh, so good. So but, um, one thing in the, in the Kool-Aid interview that yeah. stuck out to me about like, uh, the racism he received yeah. by his own people yes. for skateboarding, uh, like calling him like little American or like little white black boy. And I just, I was just curious if like you, you experienced anything like that as a skater growing up. Yeah, that's something. So, I, you know, it's great that you asked that because I, I kind of want to speak to both things. So, yes, I, I definitely encountered that for sure. And um, for those who don't know, my PhD, um, it's called, it's, it's called Un Color in the Lines. And it's actually the history of so many different skaters of color. And so not only did I experience that, but that's something that your favorite skater has dealt with from Ishad to Carl Watson to Stevie. Um, so, you know, Samaria, well, it's not Samaria, but um, I say that because it's something that everybody, most skaters of color have had to deal with that up until kind of the current generation. And, you know, that's, there's a couple ways to look at it. So part of that, and from, if you look at it in a negative light, it's been described like, oh, well, that's just like, yeah, that's terrible that your own people are bringing you down. And people use that as a way to sort of drive a wedge between like, you know, like, oh, let's, let's just say, it. like, that's your Black community, your Black community is not giving you love, and they're saying all these negative things about you, like, oh, that's terrible. But I also always push people to think more deeply about those things. What I really got to working on the PhD was also understanding, like, what does that mean? The reason that they're saying, like, oh, you should, you know, like, that's white boy stuff, or you shouldn't do that. To think about it in, 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 a, in a deeper way, is to understand what are they really trying to do? These are the, still the people, your aunts, your uncles, your family, people that love you. What it is, is that they are worried. And what we've known for, it, it's the anniversary of George Floyd's murder and the Black Lives Matter movement. What we know is that Black lives have not been safe. And that's for lives of people of color in general. So when those things, when people were saying like, oh, that's for white boys or that stuff, that's not for you. What they're trying to say is, that's not for you and I can't help you if you are out there with those unknown people. Okay. That's what that really wow. means. And that's like a really fundamental, that's a really fundamental difference. So if you just look at it as like, oh, that's, you know, that's messed up that they say that, but you also have to remember these are the people who feed you, clothe you, or yeah. are in charge of your life. It's just that they're really saying is, I don't know about that. I know about this yeah. and I can protect you, but I can't, you're, the, you're, you're out there on your own. And so I, it's not just me saying that, like that is what we all, we've all learned over time. I mean, I've had this conversation with Stevie Williams, with Carl, you know, with, with everybody. We recognize that, that's what that's about. Um, yeah, and I wanna say that I definitely uh, witnessed a situation mm -hmm. kind of like this firsthand in, in downtown Tampa mm -hmm. in like maybe 1999 or 2000, mm -hmm. maybe a little bit after that. And dude, we were street skating with, uh, 
you know, rest in peace to our good friend, Curtis Valentine. Yeah, Curtis, yeah. But, um, dude, he was like the, he was the black kid in our skate crew. And, yeah. and he, he was the only one. He was, he was really one of the only black kids at the skate park. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, dude, when I, 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 when, when he died and I met his mother, like telling her these stories, she was just like, yeah, I noticed that, but I, like she was saying how she did notice it that, yeah. that but she and she didn't exactly understand why Curtis was so invested in this world yes but she definitely supported it yeah and that's and that's the thing that's great and as soon as she you know slowly started meeting the people in her crew she was like okay these guys are like oh, okay. these are good guys and they're looking out for my son that's beautiful that's and, exactly and, it makes sense but anyway man Curtis started out man Nobody know, not a lot of people knows about Curtis, but he used to be the quietest kid, and he turned into a loud kid. He turned into a loud man, but when he was younger, man, he was a very quiet kid. And so there was like six of us. We roll up in this subway in downtown, and we're just you know being skate, being yeah, little skate, rats. you know, yeah. skate rat, you know, causing a ruckus in the subway. We were the only ones in there. It was downtown Tampa on a on a Saturday or Sunday, which is a, a ghost town back then because. Mm -hmm downtown tampa used to have zero there's no life there's no outside life. of business yep so the weekends was really it was ours so it was us and the subway so um we go in and do the the two black girls behind the counter start making fun of curtis yeah. and because he was being polite and respectful oh. and we were not we were loud and then he's like they were just like you're coming in here with this crew of guys and and you're going to be all quiet. Like, what the, like, yeah, you need to, like, what do you do? Like, first off, what are you confused. doing? They were just confused as hell. And they were like, how are you in this crew? Yeah. And then how are you like the quiet, like, like the quietest one in the crew? Yeah. yeah and yeah. dude, it, like, I didn't, like, I definitely did not. Yeah. Think about, all think of about all of that, yeah. anything of it, like as it was happening, but like looking back, it was just like, Oh, wow. These are crazy dynamics. Like, yeah. Like, um, so, uh, to lead into something about me, I've been running these road trips for um, for Lil Wayne and his squad of, of skaters that he backs. So oh. Lil Wayne has a skate team. I did hear about it, and but I didn't know exactly. It's four skaters, all people of color, yeah. and I'm the driver, oh, yeah. which they think is hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and uh, dude, they they kind of nicknamed me Alfred. Uh, yeah. which is batman's butler yeah, yeah yeah because i'm old and white yeah yeah and uh so both of the trips that, that i've done with those guys have been like during the pandemic post george yeah. floyd so you know long car rides you talk about everything yeah so obviously this stuff got brought up and uh a perspective from one of the skaters really blew my mind he's a 27 year old black man from the south and pretty much he was just like Anybody over the age of like 45 or 50, I give him a pass. He's like, I don't even pay attention to it. Like, I can't because yeah. like, like he was talking about like the, the generational aspects of racism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those 45 to 50 year old people. Which probably seems super old to him. I had to laugh at that because yeah, because for the other groups, you go like, oh, that's the 60s and 70s. But like, but no, that's still the, that's still. In, but these are people great. he's still interacting with. Yeah, this so is like, great. This so, is great. so, um, I love it. He's like, this guy was probably raised by racist parents. Yeah. Who were 100% raised by race, racist parents. Yes. And so he's like, you know, this looking up, he's stuff. looking up at two generations of racism that was, that was taught to him. And, uh, 
he's like, dude, it's too late for them. Yeah. We, we got to let them go away and work on the, next generation. the, the generation under them. Yeah. So those generations are going to have to, you know, die out yeah, yeah, and uh, make way for, for our generation of kids and the people under us. So we have to set the, so he's trying to set the example yeah. and I'm trying to, you know, set the example for the next generations. So like when three generations down the line, that kid has something proud to look up to. Yeah, no, that's great. And, and he can, he can see the right, you know what I mean? Like yeah, he can see yeah. love and like learn love and, and, that's and, the key. and dude, if you teach a two-year-old kid love, he's going to love his whole life. Yes. If you teach a two-year-old kid hate, he's going to hate his whole life. No, you're, you're and, that's amazing. And, uh, you know, we, we got to do something about it before these kids are completely brainwashed yes. by their parents and their environment. Yeah. So, um, like, well, I'm, I'm glad you're having that experience on the road. Like that's, those are those are real things like and we and, can make change and you know? we'll be in neighborhoods and they'll point out things that i would never even like yeah. see yeah. like deal like one of the guys thought seriously thought we were like about to get run up on oh. and he's like no you don't see the things that i saw you don't you you don't and he's straight up is like your background is not mine yeah. like laid it out and was just like i have seen this lead to this lead to this lead to this and this leads to people dying yeah. and we were at that spot and i saw this the yeah. first thing that leads it off that, that starts the domino effect yeah and so he was just like dude we got to get out of here now we got to get out of here spot. yeah and i'm like what do you i don't see anything and then he's like yeah it's because you don't see anything yeah and i'm just like all right well i have some things to learn yeah. like and and i i like to think that i'm learning them yeah. i hope i'm learning them so only thing the proof will be when I have kids and if, see how they turn out and we'll yeah. see, what, see exactly what I learned. Well, but, um, I mean, I think it's great. And, and also like, you know, we all have things to teach each other, right? That's the key. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, that key thing about love, like taking care of each other and having that love in your heart through all these things. And I just say that for, for everybody, this is a very tough time. We're all going through it, right? We all have issues, but like if we can be reflective, um, of where we're at and just try to go like I want to be a better person if you really want to do that not everyone wants to and that's fine you like we get yeah. it. not every you know like like the you know the, the the brother who said like oh I'm letting them I'm just giving them a pass I don't care what happens with them that that that's true that can happen however for those who do want to make the effort you know it's uh it's just important to see if you have the strength to to meet people halfway and and, and make these you know, and some days you're too tired. So some days you're like, I got to let them go. And we just make it through our kids. Yeah. We teach our kids love yeah. and, and that's it. Like you can't fight every battle, but you know, you, uh, you know, we can, we, we try. That's all. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to hear that that's what you're doing, that you're with them and to be an environment of learning. Yeah. You know? That's, that's, that's all we need now is more learning and more, more dialogue. And then to go on with like uh, the interviews in the, in the magazine uh, and then talking about racism and stuff. It was interesting uh, when in Mike John's interview oh, yeah. where, yeah, um, well, then he was talking about like uh, just how people see all blacks as, as one uh, political party. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he's like, nah, I'm a, he's like, I'm a, I hang left dude. Like, yes, he's like, I'm yes. left. Yes. Very and, much and, so. And he's very like, nice. he's like, yo, like, Donald Trump did not invent racism. No, no. It was here way before him. Yeah. It's here after him. And don't like, don't think it's gone because he is. Oh, and yeah. that was like one thing that I, I definitely saw that after the election 
um, just everybody was just like, we won, we did it, we did it. And then January 6th came in. We did it. We yep. were like, it's over. The fight, we won. Yeah. And it's like, no, dude, the fight's just started. Yeah. The fight's just yeah. started because now you now you got this guy in there that, that you want in there. So now he has to perform the way he promised and the way that you expect him to. Yes. And yes. and he's got now he's got to put on the put in the he's got the pressure is on and him. she's got to put in the work. Yeah, exactly. Those are like that's a huge, yes. huge yes. moment in history and everyone for the next thousand years will be talking about the first yes. female black president yeah. Yeah. and and what she did and yeah. what she did for yeah, shout out to her Brian nation and, and, Harris. And, and what she did not only what she did for for females what she did for for Women blacks color, yeah, what yeah. she did for all South of it, like South all of it yeah all of it yeah. and and dude it's a lot of pressure and and uh like got to be there to support them to to move the agenda through no this yeah and, and you're telling 100 the truth dude, the job has just begun oh yeah, yeah just yeah. begun Woo. and you're um you're like i just uh like once again i just want to kind of touch on all the different interviews you did no, no and, and bring up kind of one little thing that i took from each um with with nasim guamez i actually i had i had to look and that's another guy i met in south africa or oh, just from the contest against, scene yeah from the yeah. contest scene and you'll remember his epic run that yes. beat Nija. Yes, yes like dude i was there i announced it oh, it was amazing oh it was God. so amazing and um Nassim, shout out shout out shout out nasim hope to see you in the u.s soon yes I, and dude i i uh i had to look up uh suarte pete oh yeah because yeah. you because he got brought up in two different interviews yeah. so i was so the second time i was like Where's all right what, what is this guy pete? and it turns out i knew who it was just because he was referenced in an episode of the office oh uh, no and, way and, no and way. uh no way. um belschnickel okay yeah, yeah so yeah. dwight yeah um decided that santa claus wasn't the accurate representation of christmas so he brought up the historical yes, yes. pennsylvania dutch representation of christmas which yeah. was belschnickel yeah. and it has uh somebody looking up belschnickel on google and it's like he's uh accompanied by yes swarte pete yes who is and and it actually had one of the characters in the office dressed up as Suarte P in no, blackface no. and Dwight calls him immediately and he's like, go home, change. So just seeing, like, I saw, I saw that years ago, and but didn't, so through. now I, now I actually understand like how, wow, good. like, like that actual reference and what it means and what it meant and how, yeah. and how all that works. Oh like, yeah. No, so, <laughs> I mean, being in the Netherlands, like, you know, my, my wife is half Dutch too, so I spend time in the, in the Netherlands. And, um, you know, and I've done, again, shout out to go, the benefits of going to school. Like, I did a semester abroad in the Netherlands, and that again changed my life to help me think differently. But uh, yeah, you know, the sports beat thing is the, it's, it's very, 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 very tough. And, um, you know, that's a whole another podcast. So, we'll, yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. But I, what I'll say is I can do the shout out for Nassim and just saying, like, you know, being two things that happen both in the scene and in my John is like they're both in Europe, and yeah. so this is always important to talk about um, racism. We I said it in the issue, and we said it in the issue. It doesn't just exist solely in the U.S. Like it's everywhere, and that's what the common thread of the story is. It's like how it lives in South Africa, which we you know discussed with Kula, and then how it lives in the you know how it lives in the Netherlands, how how it plays out in London and you know in the U.K. and 
I think the reason I wanted to do the issue that way was because I wanted us to leave the focus from the pain and history we have in the US to just for a moment go like, this is an issue everywhere. In Brazil, to interview the first black professional Brazilian photographer and people like in the US and I go like, wait, what do you mean? They're all people of color, that's Brazil. And they're like, yes, that's a perfect example of understanding that it exists in different ways in different contexts. And I wanted to paint a broad brush so we could all go, no one group, no one group is, is, um, I guess I really just wanted to make solidarity to go like no one group is perfect. Yeah. No one group has it all down. Like when the US sometimes we look at Europe and say, Europe's got it all figured out. Europe has its own issues, its own things. And Europe does the same, but like, well, they're like, well, we're better than America. America's got this, each group. When, uh, I wanted to build that reflective space. There's like a ton of racial diversity in Brazil as well. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. for to even like, uh, there's a huge like, yeah, you know, no, this, start this, like, unfortunately starting with the Germans that were escaping Nazi Germany in World War II, a lot of them hit out or are still hiding yeah. in South America yep. and like, like very small villages in like Argentina no, no, those are and uh, you know, in Brazil too. So you'll find, find yeah. uh, full blooded Brazilians with very German yes. names, but they also have like a big Japanese population. I was just going to say, they um, have a huge Japanese And then of course they were like uh, with the influence from the Portuguese yep. conquistadors yeah. So, like, you know, Portuguese is the language. And, uh, but, you know, there's also it's South America. So, like, there's a ton of Spanish and, population, and like the South Americans. All of that. Yeah. All and, of that. and so that was really interesting to read about that because, like, you don't think about it the same way. No, you don't. You don't. Yeah. And, and then, that, um, that's what I wanted to do is just allow, allow people to see similarities in struggle and also see similarities in joy. Right. Yeah. And like that's something that's big for like we're lucky we have skateboarding to sort of bring us all together to start these conversations. Because honestly, when I step back from like our internal politics, is just remember like we're lucky we have the skateboard to to start the conversation. It doesn't mean that all conversations go perfect. I want to make sure everybody knows that they don't all go no, perfect. Certainly not. Right. It's it's just, but we do have something that, that I say is like separates us is we have a reason to have a common bond yeah and then we go from there that's all that's all some people as we know some people are cool and good and open and some people are not but like we have a little bit more than the regular person just walking down the street because they're walking and we're skating yeah and then uh, also man gotta admit sometimes like trying to figure things out in my head sometimes you say the wrong thing yeah just trying to because you're trying to figure things out and and you need a, a group of friends that is going to like oh. that not that's not going to like beat you down for saying the like no, no but but like be like hey man you can't say that and here's why there we go and speaking of big circles uh the the one thing i took from uh like the jamie reyes interview oh, yes. was how her the circle queen. always queen. had her back yes. and it was always a random assortment of genders and races yes. Yes. and dude just like the people that she said she was on the road with at the time i was just like that is a crazy tour yeah like she's on the tour with like charlie wilkins and yai Bonderoff. yeah and, like i'm just like dude and then she's got the rookie team yes uh yes. jesse van rock out lauren malika and then dude, yeah. i really hope tino razo was there because yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I loved that guy and uh dude that's just the one thing i took from her just how just like we were always a big squad yes watched and, each uh, other's back for those that watched each that. other's back that's that's the number and one. that's Dude, that's all you can ask for from your skate from your skate crew. Yep. Watch my back, man. Like, yes. help me get this clip. Yes. And watch my back. Yeah. That's like, true. 
Like, let's go. She really, I mean, I love interviewing Jamie and like, she's just a wonderful, wonderful human being. And, you know, her, her talking about her crew being so deep. And I, I think it just says a lot because she would say, hey, people would motivate me. Like, let's get this clip. Let's do the photo. Like, like she said, just they helped keep her motivated. And I mean, that's, it's just, yeah, that's just like, I, and for me, it was just beautiful that that was her experience. And, you know, and it doesn't mean that all things in her life were, are perfect. Yeah. But she had a crew that backed her up and that's what we should all be, all should be trying to do. Mm -hmm. right? And um, dude, along the lines with uh, Jamie, I thought it was real interesting when you got like stories of like the, the non-black POC, like non-black yes. people of color yes. like as Sioux. well in the issue. So having like Suge explain his connections like the neighborhood squad, yes. which yes. was really cool. And how uh, while he was in Japan, he could see the racism between the eight, the Asian yes. races. Yes. Because I mean, I know that there's like, you know, thousand year old beef between these countries. Yes. They go back, they go back, they go back so, oh, so, so far. Sure. Like, um, so I knew that like that beef, those beefs were there. And I know that like, if you confuse a Japanese guy for a Chinese guy and let him know that you thought he was Chinese, that is very, like they yeah. do not like that. Yeah, yeah. Like don't get caught calling a Korean yeah, don't, guy, don't be, don't Vietnamese be messed up. And, and, and all of that stuff. So like, I knew that the beasts were there, but I just imagined it would be insane for, for Sue yeah. being confused for Japanese, yeah. listening to other Japanese talk shit about Koreans. Yeah. And, and, and dude, that just must've been crazy. Oh yeah. I'd like doing that interview with him, which is really good. Like, you know, it, the, the key thing that I, that I loved in that was him saying like, Natalia, I saw, because being inside the, the group where like everyone's just it's the in group and you know you're the and just how he, he felt that like oh I'm, like for yeah. the first time he felt he was like yes, oh what it is to be the dominant oh, group dominant yes, yes like, like wow like and, i felt that for him when he like i could feel those words yes. and i could feel because i know him man so yeah, it's like yeah like i could feel it and then um dude yeah, so that was cool. And then and, and, and saying how seductive it can be to be exactly that. like that's like exactly like for, for people who don't know, like he he felt good to be like, oh, I'm not the only Asian person that's in the room. It is good to be part of the dominant culture, but to see the seduction of hey, but even within that dominant culture, when you start to see like other people as less than you, he's like, Oh man, it's I see how that can happen because you think like you start to just assume that you're the greatest and he's like whew it was crazy to it was crazy to be there and see that happen and for me like that was like the most like I I just really moved me because it also showed how the reason we made the issue to show that how easily yeah. these things happen how easily done and, and it can be for everybody if it's it, it can be gender, right? It can be, it's racial politics, it's gender politics, it's all these identity politics, it could be anything. And so, you know, I just never want people to fixate on, on one thing. It's like, how do we be the best people we can be all the time? Yeah. You know, not, and to, be so, so wordy, not to be so wordy. <laughs> dude, it's all good. Um, one other thing I noticed as I read through the magazine uh, was that you never actually like gave name to the places where the skaters experience racism. Oh yeah. Um, I, uh, or tough situations. It was always like a US city yeah. or a, a nation in the EU. And I just felt that was like super responsible and like super awesome of you guys to, to do it like that. Cause it's so easy to just be like, Florida's racist as shit. Yes. Yes. So easy, the South. Yes. And, and, yes. and yes. Um, I thought that it was just like, 
super responsible of you guys to not like call out these specific places to like help further the idea that um like this is not like a global problem or that this is a global problem and not something that is specific to a region um it's not like oh there's this racist town in mississippi right it's like no there's this racist country yes called the united states of america yes and And then like perpetuate these things in these other systems yeah like mississippi doesn't have a problem the United States of America has a problem. Yes, yes. Like Germany doesn't have a problem. The, the European Union has a problem. Yes. And it, it needs to be dealt with coast to coast, north to south, yep. all over. And so just like, just that was Thanks. just one thing I, I noticed. It was just like really stuck out to me because the first couple of times I read it, I was just like, I was in a US city and I'm like, just me being a like yeah, like yeah. like that right? likes to read and wants to know. I'm like, well, what city was it? What city yeah, was it? Yeah. But like, it's better that you left that out. I, I wanted to, you know, I just it goes back to like that humanity. Like, it could have happened in whatever city, whatever went down. If that's not every person in the city, yeah. So I don't want, you know, there's no need to like. I'm not setting the city on fire because I don't yeah. need to set the city on fire. It was instant that happens, and we know that it happens everywhere, and it can go yeah. on. Anywhere. And it, and it it might have happened in a city that since then has you know like it's tried. Yeah, and, yeah. So no need to. And no maybe to do that. maybe they're trying to be better, and getting blasted in a magazine isn't going to help. No, it's just an example. These things are just examples of things happening. And so, no, thank you. Thank you for saying that. I really did. Uh, I, you know, I just wanted to take, I think we need to do a greater duty of care. And I wanted to care about both the people that I was interviewing, caring about those places where incidents happen, yeah. like just being, you know, being good to folks. That's yeah, because there are people that live in those cities that are just like, man, I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Like, I don't need to blast a whole city or a whole yeah. place. Like, you know, that's yeah. just, you know, just do me, do anybody any good. All right. And then, uh, and then, uh, I so really appreciate it. I just, yeah. hey, these are the things I noticed. So um, then you interviewed Tomas, the, yes. the Brazilian yes. photographer. Yeah. And so it was like, it was weird to, to read his responses to your questions because we had eight people yes. kind of like, yeah, racism is here. Racism, I experienced it in this US city. I experienced yes. it here. I experienced it here. And then, so we have, you know, uh, in Brazil, him and a, a black guy from Brazil. Yes. And you asked him and about his experience coming to America. And he says, yeah, I didn't really see much racism in the U.S. Yeah. And not only that, but I felt love yeah. from the fan. He, he called them the, the fancy people at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, yeah. they were just asking me about what I was doing and skateboarding and blah, blah, blah. He's like, I had a great time. And, and then talking about how he felt safer here yeah. than in Brazil. Yeah. And but that, that, I don't think that was race related. That was just like, he's like, I didn't have to wash my back pocket. I didn't yes, have to, I didn't class. like when you get to class, class questions and like those other environmental, like I, he didn't have to, he's like, when I was, I was walking through LA, I didn't have to worry about a dude on a motorcycle trying to come up and, and take my backpack off my back while I was walking. Yeah. Like, so like just different, like you really did a great job of like covering uh, thank you, different man. perspectives yeah. and uh, just like, dude getting us a, a side of a story that i wouldn't expect to get and also getting some things that i did expect and learning a lot of things man so like dude it was i dude i read it this morning when i couldn't put it down um i had to tell my wife to leave the room a couple times because she would come in and try to start talking about after work and i'm like baby like i'm about to have an important conversation uh, thank you i'm about to have an important conversation and and even she's texting me because we're supposed to be somewhere and i'm like yo you got to get there you got to wait i'll meet you there i'll be there like i'll be there this is important like this is not like 
a, a joyous conversation. This is a like this is a serious conversation to have, and I'm glad we're here having it, and I'm glad that like you get to be the guy I'm I'm having it with, and uh, dude, like, because I've always respected you. Um, same, same, it's same to be here with the family just really means a lot. It really does, and I'm glad. Like in this, I mean, honestly, to be in this time period right now, to be back with all of you, it's like this is you know, this is a great time to be having conversations, and and you know, we're. They say we are where we're supposed to be, you know. Dude, here we are. There we go. And so, um, and like that, we I read the interview with with uh, Tomas, saw a bunch of beautiful photographs that he took, and uh, then it was the end of the magazine. So, I mean, that was a pretty basic, very basic wrap up of some of the things I learned and some of the questions I had uh, about the skatism mag and where does that you got is skatism.com or .org. What is the skatism.com? Yes. So you can go order the magazine there. And and like you said, there's past issues about LGBTQ. Um, we have this issue on race and then what was the The the, new one is on on mental health. And I will just say, they do such a good job of making sure the focus is to have diverse voices all the time. And you don't know that you, you don't know that you're missing that until you see it you're like oh man this is amazing yeah i you know i just the new issue is the new issue is incredible they have an incredible team and they just they just care that's what it is they just care and all right let's leave that as the focus we're going to care and make sure we do the best job all right and i want to uh briefly uh talk about some of the organizations you're currently uh belong to and some of the things they do Mm -hmm. but uh before we get into that i got to remind the listeners out there the locker room app it's a free live audio only sports talk platform that I've been having loads of fun on with the multiple sport and team specific chat rooms to join and get in on the verbal chess games as you hash it out with other sports fans from around the world. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, the big game, and reacting to breaking news. I set up my profile, I found some wrestling fans. We talked about Stone Cold Steve Austin. We talked about the 90s of wrestling, the golden era of wrestling. We laughed, we cried, we argued. And now I want to uh, throw a stranger through a table. So to join in on the fun, all you need to do is download the Locker Room app for free in the iOS store. So create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Border Podcast group. Follow me, Body Crons, to be notified when I open a room. And also, you can join me on Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, and I will be watching and talking about AEW Dynamite Pro Wrestling. So join me on the Locker Room app and get in on the conversation for a chance to be featured in an ad on the Border Podcast. So one more time, that is the free, fun-to-use Locker Room app. Download and get in on the action today. And while I uh, started reading those ads... Um, our guest, Nat Talley, has excused himself to the restroom, so he's uh, doing a quick potty break. Um, so, dude, I think it's going great. I don't know what you guys are thinking right now, but I'm certainly learning a lot. Uh, we're going to pause for a few moments. Oh, here he comes. Here he comes. We're coming back, coming right back. So, yes, once again, that was the uh, locker room app. Download and get it on the download it and get in on the debate today. So back to we did skateism, we wrapped that up. I want to talk about some of the organizations you're involved in now. So through USC, you guys have uh teamed up with the Tony Hawk Foundation. Yes, yes. So the so we did our first 
our first study, we're really honored to work with the Tony Hawk Foundation now, the skate park project. He's such a great guy. Uh, yeah, oh, amazing, amazing. Uh, you know, I always go back to, first time I met Tony Hawk was when I was working at skate park in Tampa and he was doing the Boom Hop tour. Okay. He came through and he gave us all tickets. Yeah, we all went. First time, yeah. Yes. So, so I always go like, man, see how the world works? Like, yes. Like, I like, that, that for me was amazing then. And so, anyways, they were, they were fantastic because they came to us at USC to say, look, we recognize there's never been a study on the lives of skateboarders before. And we want to, we want to partner with you. I, you know, I've done my work as, as uh, teaching at USC already. Okay. My partner Zoe, my colleague there, she was really instrumental, like getting all that all together. She knew some people at the, the Tony Hawk slash skate park, uh, skate park project. And so that all sort of came together. But um, the biggest thing for me was that to be able to create research around the lives of skaters that, that, that just had never happened. And the research that has been on skateboarding in general has never really centered so many different lives from so many different backgrounds. Okay. So, uh, you know, to have something that was skater first, not scholar first, maybe going like, oh, skateboarding looks interesting. Like maybe I can find something out. For us to be people of the culture, doing research on the culture so that we can better inform how the culture can move forward in a positive direction. Okay. So that was, that was actually just an honor to be involved in. And dude, anytime I get to work with Tony is, is a, a blessing, man. Like I got to announce his skateboarding, uh, two or three times now. Oh, that's amazing. Um, once at skate park of tampa once we did the uh the get rad for ray oh yeah yeah like yeah, his yeah. benefit for his homie yeah and then um we actually got to go run um at the hard rock uh resort in mexico yeah. they opened a woodward oh wow in in like co-op like you know they opened yeah. a woodward skate facility at the resort no way. so me and clements got to go to this like all exclusive uh no or all way. inclusive yeah. vacation resort stayed there for like five days announced a couple tony hawk demos no way and That's uh you just got to stay in this like Plush. like the spot where they give you the wristband and there's like good, 20 good. restaurants and they all you just walk in at any time uh, whatever you want yeah unlimited ice cream yeah, yeah ordering stuff good. to the room like uh dude just like the, the tony that's a huge shot the that's first amazing. time i ever drank something from the mini bar ah. because i didn't have to pay for it like yeah, like dude classic. rolling with ryan clements he's yeah. dude, don't touch the mini bars man yeah, like yeah, like yeah. we because we would have to like if, if yeah it's a big bill if i got home from a job and i had a mini bar charge like that's coming out of my check yeah yeah that's right <laughs> so uh you know it was they were like, yeah, everything in here is, is for you. If, if you run out, give us a call, yes. open it up. I go, yeah, I'm going to need some more. That's not going to be enough Coronas. Oh, I'm going to need so some good. Coronas in about four hours. So good. Uh, in a Shout out to hot Tony. tub, in a hot tub, in the living room of my room, watching a movie, Whoa. just like uh, living the life. Good. All thanks. Yeah. And, and him joining us at uh, Vance Park Series. Oh, wow. for uh for commentary nice. and just him being around all of that was just like super cool because he'll show up and skate with everybody and then, and then get up in the booth and start talking so it's like dude he's the best and Tony, he's humble like for being dude amazing, Tony. you're cool yeah that is just the truth i mean i you know i'm so i mean so blessed to like have worked in that study and then tony called me to ask me to join the the, the actual join the tony hawk foundation and um I to say right now and the, the skate park project 
that was like the greatest call of my entire life for sure. Okay. So, you know, and, and I can tell you, I was in the Netherlands and I was out like shopping for a pair of pants and my phone, I get this unknown call and I look at and I put it away and uh, and it's Tony leaving me a message hey this is Tony I just wanted to uh, give you a call touch base with you a little bit and uh, see if you're interested in like you know coming on board and I uh, just talk to you about a few things and I'm like Tony Hawk just called me yeah on the cell oh my god I can say that like, and, he, and oh he, had, he had to he had to find your number yeah yeah so that I mean I can't I, I you know that's one of the greatest moments of my life you know that's that, that is, he's just such a good he's just such a good dude and like and i would just tell you like even just being in meetings the, the the like trying to do good work heart in the right place trying to just think progressively about everything and also you know i, I would just say what i love is he's also not afraid to say what he doesn't know and i think yeah. that's that's amazing like he's just that humble yeah, and yeah. good to go we've got a mission trying to do things well that's what do you what do you that's just business right there it's just like if like knowing your own weaknesses and finding a staff that's gonna like yes of course filling the cracks yes and that's i mean i just uh i'm I'm so stoked we have you know i actually have a meeting meeting next week so tell uh, tell them i set this up yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) super stoked and then um so uh moving on from that you have Mm -hmm. this uh the nation skate oh so the nation skate now that is uh, that's the private thing that i do or not the private thing excuse me that's what I use as an umbrella for all the talks that we do. Okay. All these discussions, okay. the race, like that's those are just called the nation skate, and that's that's everything. And I did, as as uh, as you know now, like I did one of those discussions at at USC, and that uh-huh. was with me, Rodney Mullen, Vanessa Torres, um, Garth Ross from from um, the Kennedy Center, now Yale, uh, Trina Bolton from the State Department. Okay. Um, Johnny Johnny Shillereff, who who just hit us a second ago, so it's funny. I've, uh, I've, Chris Pastoris. I'll see Johnny Shillereff around because his uh, his son skates our skates our contest. Oh yeah, nice, nice. So he he'll bring the little the the, the heart supply squad yes, around yes. to our to our events. So yeah, I know Camp. Yeah, he's yeah. killing it. Oh, and, that's uh, our that's our state family. Yeah. Right? So like the Nation Skate events were to have those conversations. So we did one there. We did one. I did that in an art show at the Kennedy Center. We had one at the Ford Theater in LA, which is incredible. And that we had, I don't know if you knew that or not, but we had a jazz band playing while the skaters were skating. And I brought in the rest of the fam, which was like, that's Lutzka, okay. the whole OC Ramps crew. Like everybody came through there. Ron Allen on the mic. Like, I mean- MC Intelligence. Yes, yes, MC Intelligence shot out. And um, I mean, that was just like, just those are an event series that we work on. And then, you know, I also work with, you want me to say them or go ahead. Dude, say yeah, it. Yeah, so, so I also um, work with Skatistan and we have a board meeting next week as well. And Skatistan, yep. I'm really honored to be a part of that, working with Oliver and all the amazing people that are, I mean, there's Skatistan is in, of course, in Afghanistan. And now the, South sorry, Africa, the Cambodia. you have to address them as Oscar award-winning. Yes, right? Oscar, yes, Oscar award-winning award organization, winning. Skatistan. Yeah, yes, yes, indeed. The award-winning, award-winning uh, organization and also Oscar winning documentary on skate stand as well so yes i'm honored to work with them um, um also the college skateboarding educational foundation yeah um just to to shout out cscf who I, I i love to death because that was a very small tiny crew keegan and, and and there's a new board now but um and thomas and just focusing on how to 
make more skaters be excited about college by yeah. providing scholarships for them to, to want to go to school. Well, I'm sure so the, uh, the Olympics have helped a lot with uh, like legitimizing all things on the collegiate level. Yes. Yeah. That's no, no one's ever asked me about that. And that's actually, that's, that is now a different, more long-term discussion. Skateboarding and college sports. Yes. How's that? Yeah. What, what does that even look like? Yeah. 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 And I will tell you, I had, I had a conversation. I was telling us, I had a conversation with some people who are like athletic directors. Okay. And they had said, I remember having a discussion with them about skateboarding. They're like, oh, well, skateboarding, like, ah, uh, not literally saying, ah, oh, that doesn't fit. And then stopping and going, wait, wait, wait. It is going to be the Olympics soon, right? This was a conversation a few years ago. And I said, I said yes. And they go, um, I was wrong when I just told you no to that. Actually, that Get makes sense. That, yeah, that actually makes sense because we do college sports that makes Olympians. Yeah. So if that's the case, well, then I guess we have to figure this out, don't we? And I said, it is something you probably need to figure out. So. Because like, dude, a long time ago, we were hired to do like a collegiate X Games. Oh, really? And uh, dude, it was, I forget where it was. It was like in Panama City Beach, Florida. It was like in the middle. It was, I didn't go to this Did particular- Did you a collegiate skate tour on that? A group called Collegiate Skate Tour? I'm not sure because okay. I wasn't actually on the job. Oh, okay. I just remember seeing like, the recap on our channel uh, on our, and this is before social media so it was like on yeah it was it was on the internet you can yeah. find it on the internet somewhere yeah but it was a contest and you had to you know show that you were in college yes. to enter the contest and i think actually um who's that kid tommy uh garola that yeah. wrote for foundation yes i think yes. he won it yes like i i remember seeing that and was like oh wow like and he had it might have even been like after he had already like yeah. rode for foundation and got yes. kicked off foundation. And then he appeared at just like this random college skateboarding to, to contest and won. So I, I'm going to shout out. I'm like, Kagan, did you have anything to do with that? That could be with one of our, because before we had, before we had the college skateboarding educational foundation, Keegan used to run a small group called collegiate skate tour. It might've been wonder, that. I can imagine. Like, I feel like if not Keegan, somebody was at it, but like, this is just great to, uh, I mean, that is that could also be our future, right? Yeah. And now I know there's skaters who are not into that or are not in the Olympics and all that. And of course, like, hey, just like it goes, we're a family. We have differing opinions on different things at different time, and all of that's fine. Yeah, and, and yeah. some some people put no value in college. Yeah. yeah. Some some parents are like, do whatever you want after high school. Yeah. Some parents are like, you need to figure out how to get to college. Yeah. And yes. if there's an app, like, I probably would have stayed in college more than two years if if like i was there for skateboarding or learning yes, yes. about skateboarding or there was like a curriculum there that yep. like that that pulled me in more but i i was skating yeah and, no, and sleeping and partying yeah. and uh <laughs> wait I and, and showing up late on sunday mornings yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh so good well you just like you remind me like that that that's the mission of all this work all the things we've been trying to do is just to like make it so that people recognize skateboarders as themselves yeah not as like the others the other and i say that the other being you know oh that's that's for we don't have to take care of those kids and i say that for everyone's skateboarding there's that a mentality of like we don't need to watch out for them we don't need to create skate parks for them or we don't need to think yeah. about their future it's like these are our children Right, we are all someone's children. We all belong to a neighborhood, just like you yeah. said with your grandparents. Right, like like we all belong to someone, and the adults in our lives are supposed to be responsible enough to to go. 
oh yeah, we 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 should make sure that nobody's marginalized, that nobody's yeah. like not thought about, and like there should be a place for them at the university. There should be a place for them in high school. We should just be thinking about it. Like it's good, you know. I remember trying to start a skate club. Oh, are you in serious? high school? In high school, oh, yeah. But no, no teacher would sponsor it. Oh. And I don't think there were enough skaters to fill out a club. Yeah. Like it was me. So you remember Jeff Laco? Yes. I so, agree. but he was like yes. three years under. I was a senior, and he was still maybe a sophomore or yeah. freshman. Yeah. So, like in my grade, there was maybe me and two other skaters, and then in our entire school, there was maybe six yeah. or seven. So, not enough to put together so a club. The whole thing. And then every teacher was just like, "You want to do what? Like, yeah. what? What do you do at this club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here you explain to us. He's like, yeah. do I, he's like, or like, yeah. you guys want to skate outside? And I'm yeah. like. You got a VCR. We'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're gonna, we'll can watch we do videos. skate club? Like, yes. we're just going to watch videos, read magazines, talk about skating. That's all. But I couldn't get anybody to. Uh, no teacher was sponsored. No hey, teacher I, would I, touch I, it. Well, you should feel good now. Like the USC, we have USC Skate Club. Yeah. You know, I'm back. Um, I'm back on, on campus in the fall. And like, please tell me you do like too. organized sessions at the so, courthouse. So, so I, I will say like because USC I'm Skate Day at the courthouse. I, I took the, I took so so my students. I, I have to say it properly. My students. Learned all about skateboarding and action sports culture as a whole. USC Skate Club is when we got to do actionable things like saying, I will tell you right now, when the, the event, um, my students were with Joey Brzezinski, Daniel Espinoza, and when they were doing the Red Bull contest at Santa Monica Courthouse, the main my, main. Students, my students got to go hang out because Joey had already come to class. Yeah. They'd, they'd, they'd already been to class. So my students like not only got to know them in a way that like most skaters like might never get to know them, yeah. but to be invited by them to like come to the events. Yeah. And so they went, you know, my students got to go to premieres. They all met Angela Reynolds a long time ago. Like they, they got to do the things we dream about and yeah. skate. That's part of the curriculum. So uh, like yeah. what, what percentage of the students would you say are, are actually skateboarders? Oh, and what I love about that is a very small percentage of them are skateboarders. And it's just people that want to know about the culture. Yes. And learn that the industry, the culture, and they want to know, um, I, I would also say this. They also want to figure out why skateboarding, I want to say this the right way. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's really the truth. From a marketing, because they, they're, they're probably like, you know, want to get into marketing. Yes. Digital marketing, yes. social media. Yes. And like, dude, skateboarding is at the forefront of all yeah, of, of that. Of all right the now. things. So it makes sense for them to look at skateboarding and action sports as a whole. Now, yeah. everyone will know, like, I always include the rest, but my focus has always been skateboarding. But I will tell you this. Um, shout out to, I just, to a couple of people to just say because of the issue that issue of, of skatism I got a lot of love and support from both surfers uh -huh. of color and snowboarders of color who have said like Naptali we, you know we love what you're doing yeah and we want to work with you like like can you bring us into yeah, so that yeah, we yeah. Can have a big broader conversation and I I feel honored to 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 be able to like create the platform and the space to have those conversations with them too like those are, our, those are our brother and sister sports and like we should have, you know, a critical mass and help, as they've all said, they're like, hey, we always look to skating because this is where the progress happens. And okay. so- We, we can all together. agree that we're not including rollerbladers though, right? We can agree on that. <laughs> we can agree, we can agree on that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But That's someone can do that. I'm 100% no, kidding, That's yes. a joke. Whatever you want to do, when I'm mad at you, <laughs> I support you. I said, wait, hey, and you know, now, Quad skating, roller derby, always down, super down. As a matter of fact, you know, my wife did roller derby while she was in New Zealand. New Zealand, right. 
amazing, amazing experience. So only joking. We're down for anybody who wants to be down. If you want to move to the park, you want to move to the streets, we with you. So that's nah, just real shout that's out to joke. shout out to my boy Ian, the rollerblader. Yes, yes. I hope you're listening. There you Recently, go. he he was an old rollerblader from skate park in Tampa. And yeah. I like re- through social media, he's like, yes. Hey, remember me, man? Yeah. I, yeah. I was the rollerblader. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. How you been, man? Yeah. And he's still like, he's still out there attacking the streets on rollerblades, so, which I did not think existed I anymore. I didn't have to get him, but and um, like, dude, this is a huge like I will say like the quads. I'm sure you've seen is like there's a resurgence because yeah. they're vintage. Yes, and people, I will say this to all like seriously, all love. I you know I'm gonna give another shout out to Black Girl Skate, Black Girl Skate. Their their Instagram and their website they focus on. It's called Black Girl Skate, and they show both quad skating, it can be inline skating, regular skateboarding, like whatever it is. Yeah. And hey, they show they show on ice skates. Whatever they awesome. just they just show people being active, people of color, and putting that out there. And I think it's beautiful. And I want to support all of that. So whatever you want to do, just keep moving, keep rolling, roll with us. We're going down. All right. And uh, you mentioned your PhD and how, yes. so you had to write a book for yes. this. Yes. So the That's book is called Color in the Lines. Yes. The Power and Possibilities of U.S. Skateboarding Culture. Yes. And you said you interviewed like around 50, 50 different, uh, different, all black professional skateboarders. No, or 50 across. skaters of color across the whole background. So, all okay. Over the, so you got pros, AMs, industry guys, photographers, yes. everything. Yes. Rad. To really give a, and you know, people have asked me like, why didn't you just focus on like black skaters? Like, tell you're African American. Why not this? And I and I will say it's because I for, I for, recognize for the same reason together. I'm not allowed to only focus on white skaters. There you go, exactly. Because <laughs> we are a family <laughs> and we talk about our whole family moving forward. That's all. For the, all for the, for the same reason, like like I just remember like because. I mean, I took like the Africana studies yes, course in, in college nice. and, uh, Shout and, out to college again. and in high school, I took like intro to the black experience. Nice. Um, I tried to, I joined the spectrum club, which is the multicultural yes. club. Yes. It was me and Larry were the white guys and Larry had a black girlfriend. Yeah. So he was like, and, and then yeah. it was just me. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm here guys. Yeah. Like, I, 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 I'm learn. I'm down. I tried uh-huh. out for the step team. Yeah. Like, yes. <laughs> Yes. Did not That's make amazing. it. That's did amazing. not make it. Even as like a token, like this yeah, would be yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Nah, yeah, it's, it's still not, we got this is not a joke. This is not gonna be like yeah. nah, it's not gonna be funny. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. That's and good. so and so like you know, trying to learn that in high school and then uh hey, I applaud you. And then I had a I had a buddy that was like super into uh the the um Mumia Abu Jamal. Yes, the yes. uh yes. you know, black radical in Philly that was yep. part of the Black Panthers. Yeah that uh you know has been in jail since the yes. 70s or 80s maybe for a murder that uh a lot of people say it was absolute like yeah impossible for him to even commit they were trumped up charges for a member of a radical group um and he's been in jail and so he made these like free mumia shirts with a picture of him uh, said like in political prison yeah, like never silenced the voice of the voice like uh, just yeah. had all these like strong black political messages on it nice. And I was wearing this shirt in high school and like thinking I was, you know, yeah, part of yeah. part of the part of the movement, but not really knowing. Yeah. Like, but you know, well, kind of like wanting, but also wanting to be a part of it. Yes. And and I I'll never forget the day my teacher, Mr. Howard, uh, was like, Where did you get that shirt? Yeah. <laughs> because we had we had a, a white guy teaching 
the Africana stuff, the yeah. intro to the Black Experience class. This happens very often. And, and he points me out of the class and he's like, where did you get that shirt? I was like, my friend made it. Yeah. And he's like, what color is your friend? And yeah. I was like, he's white. Yeah. He's like, do you know who that is yeah. on your shirt? And I was like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. And he's like, stand up and tell the class about the man on your shirt. Wow. Wow. And it was like putting me on the spot because now I was like educating a class of black kids yeah. about this guy that like I kind of knew, about you, but you know, you didn't, you weren't, didn't know you were going to be on the spot about it. Yeah. Exactly. So I like fumbled through my explanation and, and the teacher was just like, do any of you guys in this class have any clue what he's talking about? And they're just like, don't know that. Don't, don't know, know that. that don't know that. And he's yeah. like, if you're going to take my class. You guys you can't only listen to my education, but you have to be educating oh, yourselves. That's beautiful. That, and uh, and then I think he might have even like he's like I want everybody to go home and yeah. and look up this man and try to read something about him. Uh, and and so like we had that going on and so uh, that's great. uh I forget where we were going with well this. You, you just reminded me like there's things too and I, and I always like want people to know like hey not everyone has to know every single thing about every you know, every person, like, first of all, they need you did a good job that you just got up and you were just being supportive of the cause, right? Something, you know, that's, that's just, that, that's how I feel is, is um, not every single person knows every, every single thing, like, yeah. right? Like not every black person knows every aspect of black history because we're also like living our lives and yeah, yeah, yeah. too, but we can make the effort to, to, to know about each other, to try to know our own history. And also like, Hey, my job as an educator, like is to create the space for those, for, for the questions, right? Yeah. It's not, it may never, it may never come up, right? It may never come up in some people's lives. And I actually, I, I will say this, I think this is really not, I guess important, but um, I've seen people try to wield their knowledge of history of, yeah, it doesn't even have to be like African-Americans, let's say it's on, on native, pop, native populaces or indigenous populaces, try to wield that over other people and saying like, oh, you don't know this, you don't know your own history. And like, this is like, like saying like, oh, you don't, you don't know this experience or that experience. The thing that's important is like, remember, not everybody knows every single thing about everything. You yeah. should not lord it over. It doesn't make you it doesn't make you better. It just means that you might know more about this particular well, topic. And, and also you should be excited to share your, your yes. knowledge with somebody who doesn't know. Yes, it's not to hurt anybody with like, you're not trying to fight with, with it, right? Yeah. That's, that's and, uh, something I've seen. It really, Sal brought it up in this interview. He brought it up when someone said, you know, just, just to go back to that statism for a second. Yes. Sal said, I'm sorry, I know people, it's in the issue. And he says, hey, like, oh, I'm more black than that guy. And he's like, hey, do you like don't don't miss me with that bullshit? Yeah, that was but that's the thing people people did, and now I hope that they know like that's not cool, yeah. it's not good. And Sal said and he goes, I bet people said that then, but I bet when they have their jobs now, they've forgotten about all that, whatever, whatever it was that they thought made them more black than someone black. He's like, you don't know anything about that experience. And you don't and, know anything about that. That's, uh, that's messed up. All the editor's notes through all those interviews were also very helpful thank you. like thank you to explain like certain things that maybe i didn't quite yeah. like get the reference yeah. or like uh just like right there when you were like editor's note 
everyone needs to stop doing this. Yeah, it's a bad you. look for everyone. Yes, yes, yes. And I was just like, wow, okay. Cause that's like, that's definitely something you hear. Yeah. Just in, in modern society. Everyone's like, done with, it. Everyone's with, done it. With like, like. We don't even have to say skateboard. We just say other things in general. Well, other things in, in, in general, uh, like this is like not cool, but like there's like the dudes that get called like Carlton. Yes. Yes. It's not good. Like, it's not good. Like, oh, you're not black enough. Or you're not black enough. Or you're not brown enough. Or you're not, let's switch it for, you know, for, for our sisters that are in this or, or that are listening. You're not woman enough. Like this female skater is like more this or more that. Like we cannot do that to each other. Yeah. We are all inhabiting these bodies and like and everybody, like it, it's all, it's all value. So like you, that, that doesn't make you better. Oh gosh, just thinking about that right now with like Sal bringing it up. That's something that, that, that everybody knows and every person of color, but also let's say our, our sisters in skateboarding who know like, oh, now there becomes those factions of like, oh, this is person's more fe- feminine and like maybe that makes it not as good as a skater. Like someone might say that or like, yeah. or, or, oh, this person might like exhibit more, more stereotypically masculine traits. Like that makes them more real and more authentic. Like, whoa, stop all that shit. Stop, just stop all of that. Let yeah. people be in there. Let them just be themselves and let them, you know, use that as the marker, you know? Sorry, I guess right now we did just get a little deep right No, now. we're, ta- we're talking about all true. these things, man. Yeah, like, we're true. setting up the next next issue. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Like, that's But, that's like, thing. Uh, that's one thing, thing on, on that about just people being them and, like, people are respecting that. Like, going back to the very beginning of us talking, to, uh, Brian Anderson got brought up. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, like, the fact that he's gay makes him so fucking gnarly. Yeah. Like, yeah. like. That gay guy from Blonde and Hubba. Yes. Like, yes. yes. Let us have new love and like, reverence dude, for what that, for, for that, for him being gay and that identity. Like, that's the love that we have for him. He, he, and just to see him in the last couple of years really like opening up and being yes. truly like him, so. being truly himself yeah. to the world and on Instagram, be completely comfortable. Yes. And filming, ever. filming tricks and like, Yes. dominatrix gear yes. i like i'm here for it yeah i love yep. it yeah because when i have conversations with him it's totally fucking smooth and yeah. it's awesome and he he makes fun of himself he yes. makes fun of All of things. of straight shit he makes yes. fun of gay shit and dude he, he he's it's a just fucking crazy. amazing person yeah like who cares yes who cares yes. and like and then when i when i see his husband yeah I'm like, oh my god! Like that he is is so gnarly. Like that is so gnarly. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, okay. So you just you just made me think like all of these things, right? For you know, because now we've branched into another. Like all these 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 issues of identity and not being able to be who we are. Like all these things, they hurt them. They hurt us. Yeah. We just need to be good and 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 be loving and let that let let us be as rich as we as as, as we really are right like yeah. let people express themselves in the right way and i, I want to say something people also this is just, just in general because i you know seeing all how so many things have gone on and so many conversations and stuff is also just you know it not ever looking at the things as like handicaps either or or they're gnarly certainly not some of the wrong thing but i guess i kind of just want to say it's like all of the things can exist because we are never one thing all the time. Yeah. 
that's all you know like those are just aspects right like you know gay straight you know like these are things that that we are them but that might not be the most now i'll be more academic but that just might not be the most salient identity at a particular moment but the reason i say it like this that does not mean that he that 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 brian or anyone is not still going to go out and like that we should not protest together protest for him oh yeah like, yeah like it is it is all of those things you're allowed to have all of those aspects of your identity and you don't have to be 100 any of them all the time like you you know i can be black and i can take a day off and not go to this protest that doesn't change my blackness that doesn't matter that doesn't mean that someone can say like i'm more black enough talent because I went to this protest on Tuesday and he only went to the one that was on Monday. But people use those as 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 as, as barriers or ways to bring people down. And we just have to get, we have to let people be all of their things as they choose when it fits them. I will say I, I laughed out loud when uh, Jamie referred to herself as an equal opportunity hoe. Oh, yes, I know. I went and she let us <laughs> say that. I was like, Jamie, she's like, are you just being, now you're being uptight? <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, you know, it's good, it's good. That, and I need that too. I need those reminders too, right? Because it's, you know, like sometimes I'm being, I'm being a scholar. Sometimes yeah. like I'm all, like I'm just navigating all of those things. And we just make space for all of that navigation. Jamie's the best though. I gotta, you know, I gotta send him a text. Jamie's awesome. And um, dude. Thanks for, wait, thanks, Jamie. Thanks for having Nolly Trees always on lock back in the day. Switch back tails. Like, I, my wife has seen your footage and she knows how excited I get to go on top of Jamie. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I just love that. I just, she's just the best, the most style. So, anyway, I can give her shout outs. I'm sorry if I, I'm doing too many. But nah, you're good. You're good. So, once again, the book is called Color in the Lines. Yeah. The power and possibilities of U.S. skateboarding culture. Um, I can't wait to get a copy. When oh, is it? When are we going to be oh, able to? So, okay, so, so when are we going to have a copy to read? So, that, so that is coming very, very soon. Now, okay, so, uh, I still have to keep it under wraps for a little bit. Okay, more, but, fair enough. But things are coming. Things are coming soon. But hey, man, I just wanted to do this, and I wanted to make sure that you know that I'm listening, I'm learning, and uh, I'm I'm just trying to be better so the next generation of kids. Uh, grow up and think it's completely normal for two white guys, two black guys, a Hindu, a Muslim, and two Asians to be in a band together, Damn, traveling this beautiful earth together, yes, just yes. to skateboard together. Yes. And um, they can also be gay or trans. Dude, they can be all of that stuff. They can be all of that stuff, man. We're all skating. Yes. So the goal is the same. Yes. And uh, man, dude, I'm so happy I got to see you today. Thank you. Thank I you, fucking bro. love you. Yeah, I love you too, bro. Um, you know this. Big hugs. Yeah. Thank you for being here finally. Uh, no uh, I can't wait to see you again. Yeah. And um, all you people out there in podcast land, uh, one real quick, I got to shout out Kyle Stone. I know you're listening and you're the dude that turned me on to the Mumia Abu Jamal nice. stuff. Um, turned me on to all that stuff and really like kind of changed the way I thought at like 16 years old started like teaching me about things that I need that were going on in this world that I needed to be aware of yeah. so shout out to Kyle Stone I know you're listening from Norway you comment on every single uh, post for this podcast you always listen I know it and guess what man I'm gonna have you on yes. at some point I'm pointing at my computer like you're there looking at me but uh Kyle you're on the docket future guest of the border podcast get ready and everybody out there man once again i love you all uh this is sky to the body this was dr neftali williams and uh we are signing off on another episode 
of the Border Podcast with Scotty the Body. And with that, Capadonna, take it away. Temper in my spine, a hill sound again, feeling symptoms that bit me. I-